of the book of Genesis. We're glad you're in the house of the Lord. And let's pray always for Mark Amy, that God will bless that place with the Holy Ghost outpouring of the true Spirit. Let's pray that they can get the opportunity to come all the time to be in the house of God. If you find say amen. Chapter 49, verse 1. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. We're in the last days today. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. And here he talked to the twelve tribes of Israel. He struggled with his first son. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Because thou wentest up to my father's, to thy father's bed, then defile thou it. He went up to my couch. Then the rest of the chapter, he speaks of all the twelve sons and their future. Can we pray? Ask God for direction this night. Lord Jesus, speak to us from your word today. And give us, Lord, divine direction for the way in which you're going to take us in this Word of God. I believe you've got a word for us. I believe, God, there's something you want to say to us. We shall give you the praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But in Jesus' name, clap your hands to the Lord and offer to Him the clap offering right now. Give God the best you can. With all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. Hallelujah. The chains are broken. I'm free to dance. I'm free to leap and shout. I'm free. Bless you. Bless you. You may be seated. And my title is here, Obedience Can Reverse the Curse. Obedience can. Reverse the curse. The name Reuben is found in the Bible almost 93 times. God mentioned that name. Almost 93 times I've counted that name Reuben in the Scripture. Now, you say, why would you do that? Because there's something unique about the name Reuben. Reuben is the firstborn of Jacob. And everybody knows the first child. It's not a surprise. It's a long form. Every couple want to have that first child. And I feel sorry for the second and the third and the fourth. <laughs> they drop by like accident. <laughs> and they learn afterwards all the fun and fanfare and the mystery and, and the niceties gone to the first one. And all they have hand-me-down clothing. Got to wear the clothing of the firstborn, the secondborn, up to give their clothes to the thirdborn. And nothing is ever new for those who come after. 
and there comes the problem of sibling rivalry. I was the first. I was here first. And sometimes jealousy gets in the picture. But Reuben is, the Bible says, is the beginning of his strength. The excellency of the dignity of Jacob and the excellency of his power. And then he used the word, he says, unstable as water. We saw the water at Camp Yogi. It just troubled all the time. Always moving, always growing, never settles, keep on moving up and down. And I'm telling you, I've been in Alaska before, and I've been in a boat, and we went deep sea fishing. Friend, that boat, that sea made me got sick. I started to feel nauseated, and I knew I was on my way out. Didn't take long before I said, where is the side of the boat? And friend, protein spills. We were spilling all over the place. The only hope I had was to go into deep sleep, where I could no longer feel the instability of that water. But the Bible says that Reuben is unstable. Now, most preachers, when they preach, they will always point to you. They say, Reuben never had a priest, a prophet, a king, or a judge that ever came to any prominence or ever named by the Lord. But they all fail to tell you that his name is mentioned 93 times. Once your name is mentioned three times, you're somebody. You're somebody. Because in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be confirmed. If the Lord said to call your name three times, he called Samuel three times. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. Moses, Moses, Moses. Saul, Saul, Saul. Why persecutest thou me? And when God does it all those three million times, you know, it's established. So if God mentioned your name more than one time, you are prominent in Scripture. So if you're not prominent any other way, you are prominent in the Scripture, whether for good or for bad. And so Jacob said, you are not going to excel. Now, I don't know how Reuben felt to hear his father predicting his future that's not going to be bright. Excel means you're not going to gain the ascendancy. You're not going to become the A person in any place you go. You will always be below average. No matter what you do, you'll never rise. No matter how hard you try, you will never get to the top. Now, church, parents, don't you ever do it to your kid. And many parents have done that, you know. One of the ways of killing your kids is to hit your kid in the head. Bang. Don't do that, friend. They need every great stuff in that head. Go knock it out through their nose. But some parents, you know, have a way of putting down their kids and putting them down and putting them down. And pretty soon, they lost their, their self-esteem for the future. They don't have a future because they grew up with criticism and never know what compliments is. Jacob is not complimenting Reuben. He's speaking derogatory of him. And I can't imagine another 11 brothers looking around and said, My God, what is that going to say about me? He says, You're not going to excel. You are unstable. Now, I wonder how many of you that got mad at dad and gave him a kick before he died. 
We don't know what Reuben said, but he had to stand right there and listen to his father, predicting his future. I said, no matter what you do, you will never rise. You will never float to the top like cream. You will never know what success is. You will never have a good future. You are as unstable as water. Now, you know, James picked up that term and says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And let not that man think he shall receive anything from God if he's unstable in all his ways. And so everybody will look to the master. Well, God chose kings, God chose priests, God chose prophets, God chose princes and all that great stuff. But we can't find anywhere in the Bible where God ever chose the tribe of Levi. I mean, Reuben. Reuben was never chosen. And you've got to be careful sometimes. Because God has a way of shocking you and turning things around. Now, we know each of those major patriarchs, when they're dying, they call the tribes together. The Bible says that uh, Moses came on the scene, like Joseph says he would, a Messiah would come and save Israel. And Moses got in on the act. In the book of uh, Deuteronomy, chapter 33, go there. He began to prophesy about the future. And, you know, you want to hear the, the last word of your father, your last word of your mom before they leave. They've got a word for you. What what that to say? In days going by, that's how it used to be. Parents used to talk to their kids and give them a word of departure. But, and, and that's the word that holds in their heart. The last word is the most powerful word of a person. The word they spoke. And so, here is Moses called the twelve tribes together. In chapter 33 and verse 5 and 6, Moses is talking about the future of the 12 tribes of Israel. Let me digress for just a moment. There are two books in the Bible I found out that Satan does not like. Satan does not like the book of Genesis because there a prophetic sentence is on his future. God prophesied his future. It's not going to be good. And he hates the book of Revelation because the prophecy is fulfilled in Revelation. So he doesn't like those two books. So I can just imagine the situation in the life of Reuben. Genesis talk about the fact he will never rise. He will never have a great future. He will not excel. And I can imagine in the congregation, some of you were written off as no good. Persona no grata. Not good for the future. In the Caribbean, they say, you, cha. That means no good. No future. No hope. No power. you just going to just live and die as an ordinary Joe. And that's what Reuben had to live with all his life, I think. Until Moses got in the picture. And then we, he thought maybe maybe Moses, the tribe thought, maybe maybe Moses will say something good about us. You see, Reuben is the father of the Reubenites. And the sin of the father is coming down all through the lineage, all the way down. And now in chapter 33, the book of Deuteronomy, and verse 5 and 6, here is Moses speaking of Israel. Collectively, Reuben sounds pretty good and safe. But when he individualized the twelve tribes and began to talk about their prospect and their future, notice 
Moses was very diplomatic and did not want to go into the, the hopelessness of the life of Reuben. He said, and he cried, Let Reuben live. Who are you talking to? The tribes? Or to God? Let Reuben live and not die. Let not his men be few. Look at the tribes of Israel. Every time there's a decline, Reuben is always going down in numbers. Going down, down, down. And Moses feels a sense of sympathy for him and cried, Let Reuben live! Let him not die! Let not his name be blotted out! And let not his kids be few. He's crying for him. And all of the twelve tribes, I mean, he's just spitting off blessing and, and blessing here and blessing there and speak out of the rest, but not for Reuben. I don't know if you ever feel like in your family that you were the left-out kid. If you've never felt that, I'm glad you haven't felt that. But there are families where kids felt like they were outsiders. It felt like the last always come to them if there's any left. They were never that close. They were never that hugged, never that embraced. That's how Reuben felt. He felt like, I got no future at all. But nevertheless, he didn't quit. He just kept on living for God. Keep on walking with God. No future spoke of his life and his family. And the man cried, let him not be few. Then Joshua came on the scene. And Joshua began to conquer land and places. And the Bible says, Reuben was among them. Among the twelve tribes. And they conquered places. And when you look in the Bible, you find that Reuben, a man, was involved along with another tribe. Amen. And also Manasseh. And the Bible says, God took away the, the plan and the, and the countries that were on the other side of Jordan and gave it to the Reuben. So what I found in the Bible here, things began to happen. But I thought to myself, now, what's happened to God? Here's what happened. Reuben become obedient to the leadership of Joshua. Here's what Joshua said. Joshua said, look, Reuben, you have been obedient. In verse 47 of Joshua 22, he said, Reuben, you have been obedient in everything that Moses tells you to do. He said, You obeyed my voice. Turn there, please. Go there with me, please. You have done everything I asked you to do. He said, Now the Lord your God giving you rest. And he, as he promised, because what happened was on the other side of Jordan, Guess who first got blessed? Can anybody believe it? Reuben. Reuben is the first guy to have his inheritance. I want to tell you, church, you can reverse your curse. You can take away generational curse and turn generational blessing. Somehow, somebody among the Reubenites said, Let's obey the commandment of God 
and keep on keeping on. And they said, now, we want this land right here. The Bible said, it's a land that was well watered, well blessed. And the Bible said, because you have obeyed the word of the Lord, and because you have followed the plan of God, blessings are going to come your way. Now, that's contrary to Scripture. Now, listen to the Bible. No matter how bad things are, it's always reversible. Glory to God. It says, look, you have obeyed. In verse 4 it says, you have obeyed, and God now going to bless you and give you the promise on the other side. So the first person to God blessed was not Judah. It was not Ephraim. It was the very one that they said was cursed. But what happened? When you begin to obey the voice of God, miracles can happen on your side. Amen. Moses' prayer is being answered. Let Reuben live. Prayer can change your fortune. Obedience can turn the curse around into a blessing. Cooperation will get you a long way. If you will make the adjustment, God will be there to do the addition to your life. And so, as a Reuben can say, well, my future is no good. Everybody told me I'm no good, I'm of no value. That's not what he did. But he says, he obeyed the voice of Moses. And now, amen, turn to verse 5, please, on the board. I want you guys to see this. But take dinner, take heed to command, which Lord commanded you. He said, you've kept that charge. You've kept that charge. Not only do you keep that charge, you've been faithful. God said there's a blessing that comes with obedience. There's a blessing and prosperity that comes with faithfulness. And Reuben said, I don't care how bad things were in my past, I'm going to change it because I've learned the secret of my future. It's not in what my mom and dad said about me. It's what God thinks about me. Hallelujah. It did not say God cursed him. It did not say God told him he couldn't excel. It was his mother and his father who told him he couldn't excel. I want to tell you, God can rewrite your script. God can change it all. All the world might think it can't happen. But God, if you will obey my voice. Amen. Reuben decided to turn a curse into a blessing. Oh, hallelujah. In chapter 22 and verse 47, it was the obedience that makes him climb the ladder. You're going to cleave him to God and serve him. You never lose by obeying the word of the Lord. You see, God, God told Isaac why God blessed Abraham. In the 26th chapter, let's digress for a minute here and turn there. God told Jacob that, look, I mean Isaac, so Isaac, I bless your, you, your father because of his adherence to my word. Look what blessing can come your way if you decide to obey God's word. In the 26th chapter, verse 1 to 5, here's Isaac faced with a famine. A famine is a curse on the land. Whenever the heavens shuts up and there is no rain and there is no water and the crop is dying, it is a curse. Because where God is, thing flourishes. God does not live where the dead is. God where life is. And the Bible said, here is Isaac in a place of famine. It looked like a cursed land. 
And the only thing that turned things around was the obedience of a man. God said, do not go down to a certain place, but stay right here and obey my voice. And by the way, he said, you know your daddy, how he blessed he was? And I blessed him so much, you know what happened to him? He obeyed my voice. In other words, hint, boy, hint, hint, hint. If you want my blessing, do like daddy did. If you want my prosperity, here's what you do. If you want divine approval, here's what you do. If you want the ground to cooperate with you, here's what you do. I've been cursed the ground in the days of Cain. Amen and Abel. But my friend, I can turn things around. Obedience will turn things around. Because the reason why the ground was cursed in the first place was disobedience. God can turn a negative into a positive. When the ground is cursed, you can turn it around with a positive life. He said, look, Isaac, you don't have to suffer the curses of this land. Those guys are suffering it, but all I need from you is obedience to my plan and to my word. And you won't have to till and sweat like they do. And by the way, he said, look, I bless your father. Amen. Abraham in verse 5. And now go to verse 12. He says, And Isaac obeyed in spite of the curse on the land. He obeyed and God gave him a hundredfold blessing. It was not in the sowing of the seed. It was not the watering of the seed. It was the obedience. Hallelujah. He learned that my secret of prosperity and my secret for a future blessed life is if I can obey the commands of the Lord. I didn't say question. I didn't say rationalize it. I didn't say talk about how pragmatic it was. Just obey it and look what can happen. How could a ground that was so barren and so dried up all of a sudden produce a hundredfold? Well, the reason why it was cursed in the first place was disobedience. And obedience can turn things around. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he had 100 fold. God blessed him. Now, here's why God going to bless Reuben now. It tells you in the 22nd chapter of the book of Joshua. Let's go there. Number one. He said, you have kept all that Moses commanded. Verse 2. In verse 2, say, you've kept all the commandments. Some folks want to argue with church standards, what the church believes, what they think we should teach, and they'll never get blessed. And they'll never rise. And they'll never see the prosperity that can come. And other foolish people walked in there, and, and God said it, they believe it, and they claim it, and it's all done. Hallelujah. And they keep on excelling, and excel, and excel, and excel, and the rest of those flying around. He said, look, he has kept Moses' commandment. All that God commanded Moses. Now, church, that's not everybody's lifestyle. A lot of people were dying over Moses' law. And said, so you're trying to kill us, Moses. Number two, he said in verse two, you obeyed the voice of Joshua. Hello? What was the problem with King Saul? Saul could never obey the voice of Samuel. Here's this dumb guy looking for a dumb donkey end up going home as a glorious king. It was not even his plan at all. But God, God 
without merit, without any works, God said, make him king. Anoint him king. And all God said, now obey my voice. And Saul could never obey the voice of Samuel. And what happened to Saul? He never excelled. He went down and down and down and down. Obedience is worse than friend. Obedience. And then God, and God gave us a, a formula I never forgot. But some people fast 15 days, 20 days, 14 days, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Hello? It's not because God is not interested in your sacrifice, but God told which is better. God says obedience is better than any sacrifice. And to hearken to preaching is better than the fat of any ram. Hallelujah. And I'm trying to tell somebody something here. You can argue with the church if you want to, and argue with the preacher's teaching if you want to, but you're never going to bless until you obey God. Until you decide in your heart, I'm going to obey the commandment and the teaching of God's Word. It's not for me to criticize it, or rationalize it, or pragmatize it, amen, or justify it. It's my job to do it. Do what God says, and you will be blessed, and you will prosper, and you will have prosperity, and you won't have to worry about anything. He said, look, Reuben, you're cursed in the past. But verse 2 says, you've obeyed the voice. One simple obedience. You know, disobedience is a terrible thing. Adam and Eve lost the garden. One guy put it this way. He says, after they were cursed and kicked out, then came Cain and Abel. I was told the story. And this is Cain and Abel. One day was walking in the field. And they saw this big old fence. And they jumped up and looked look over the fence. And they saw a beautiful garden. And they said, Mom and Dad, do you think someday we can own that garden? And they said, yes. We used to own it until your mama had an idea. We used to owe it to your mom had a good idea. And we got cursed. And we lost it. Obedience will crown you. Disobedience will decrown you. Hallelujah. As long as Samson obeyed, he was the strongest, greatest man on earth. He was so strong. He could pull a gate off and push a whole army anywhere he wanted to. He could use a job of an ass and destroy his enemy. As long as he obeyed the commitment in his life. The moment he shaved it off and began to tamper with his obedience, the Bible said he became like any ordinary man. I want to tell you in Fort McMurray, this church can become an ordinary church. Or we can become a peculiar people. It's up to us what kind of church is this. It's up to us what kind of people we want to be. But I want to tell you, church, I want to be a church that obey His voice. It's not about your money. It's not about how long you fast, how much you pray. It's do you walk in obedience. And Paul said to one church, you obey that gospel from the heart. And God has chosen you. Hallelujah. 
One of the most powerful statements I heard from a man called Saul was, I have not been disobedient to the heavenly vision. I'm trying to tell the church the way to prosperity and the way to reverse the curses is obedience to the plan of God. It's obedience to the ways of God. It's obedience to the actions of God. If you walk right, if you talk right, and if you live right, you'll die right. Oh, hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. I plan to be blessed all my life because I plan to obey the gospel from my heart. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. One of the problems with Israel and the Gentile was the argument started. The Gentile were a cursed people. Cursed and Paul explained in Romans the reason why we're so prominent. The reason why we excel so much and Israel declining because the Gentiles from the heart as believed this form of doctrine that was preached to them and God circumcised them without hands and God said I don't want your knife on anybody I want my word in their heart God said I will not write my covenant on stones I'm going to write it on the tablet of their heart and they're going to walk in my doctrine and keep the faith and walk the line and church look at us now we're kings and priests unto God we went from being a dog to kings and priests what a wonderful situation why we have obeyed the gospel got friends with a lot of crowd in their pulpit and their pews. And I'm more blessed than there. I must tell the truth. They want to name, how do you do it? I said, Neil, you're rich. I'm not rich. I just obey the plan. I obey the plan. If you keep the manna one day beyond what God told you, it breeds worms. I said, you keep that manna beyond the time God told you, it would bring worms. And we do it the way God told us. It's like fresh corn of seed. Oh, hallelujah. It's all in the big old O. Oh, Sanford, not all me, but obedience is better than any sacrifice that you can bring to God. I'm going to tell somebody the way up is obedience. The way up is not education. It's not by might nor by power. It's by my spirit, said the Lord. When they obeyed the gospel, the Holy Ghost came. The reason why the men called Elijah after the tremendous outpouring of God's spirit, it was not that he was more holier, but he he built an altar in order. He put the stone in order. He put everything back in order. And the power of God came. And the Spirit of God moved. And they said, the Lord is God. Church, we can be a great church. If we obey the apostles' doctrine. If we obey holiness, uh, without which no man can see God. If we obey the writing of Moses uh, and the prophet of the Psalms, uh, we will be great. Uh, we will excel. We will grow. Uh, we will glow. Uh, we will become God's great people in the church. Uh, I want to tell you, church, uh, it's not sacrifice of fasting and giving dimes and nickels. No, church, uh, it's obeying the Word. Well. I said, hallelujah. You can't pay for what's in my heart. You can't buy this, honey. I got something the world didn't give. The world can't take it away. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says, you obeyed the voice of Moses 
in the voice of what? The Lord and the voice of Joshua. Oh, hallelujah. Moses, the lawgiver. Joshua, the faith promiser. And God, the one that sent the blessing. And God said, now I've given you your blessing on the other side. I mean, the first person to be blessed were the Reubenites. On the first entry towards the promised land, God gave them everything they wanted. The land. Can you imagine, church? They're not supposed to excel. They're supposed to be in the background. When God takes it from the back and puts your front, honey, the world can hang their tongue up. I say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I ask myself, why would you pick David? Why David? Why would you pick a man called Moses? He can't even talk straight. He can't spit right. But God says, I know him. I know Abraham. Do God know you? Does God know you? Does God know what you're going to do tomorrow when you're faced with a challenge? What will you do? I want to tell you, my friend, Peter said, it's better to obey God more than man. That's how we run this church. We obey this church God doctrine. Even more about God than man. And God just keep on blessing you. He just keep on making a way. When there was no way, just keep on creating a way. My friend, this is a blessed church. It's a sanctified church. It's a water baptized church. We're built on obedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, God didn't want some eloquent speaker. Folks said, well, I can't talk for God. Dear friend, there are guys more eloquent than you and me. But God don't want them. God didn't want Aaron because of his eloquence. He says, I know Moses. Hallelujah. He said, Moses was obedient in all his house. And God said he was the meekest man. He was the meekest man. Obedience reverse the curse. Look at verse 3. It says in the 22nd chapter, So now, I told you when you get your blessing, don't forget your brother and your sister. Hallelujah. You see, when they got their blessing, they could have quit on God. Hallelujah, but they didn't. God said to them, Now, boys, you got blessed first. You shouldn't be blessed first because the, the curse said you wouldn't excel. But you got your blessing and the rest haven't. Now, don't stand behind here. Leave your blessing behind and go fight for your brothers. Ooh. Hello? It's nice to sit back and take your ease and watch your fellow brother struggle. I was in a city where this guy, the Lord built his church for him by a millionaire. Because he was bringing people to the church that the pastor the saints didn't want. The saints didn't want them, and so the pastor went along with the saints. Because they were not of the quality and the caliber that the church wanted. And threw them out. So this guy kept bringing them in. He got mad at him. He said, Pastor, then would you build me a church so I could get those people? I go, I'll go teach them if you let me do it. So he said, okay, you can go. So he let him go. And when he went there, he, he packed his old jalopy van. His van broke him down, and he picked up people from all the strata of that society and brought them to a little place he rented. The neighborhood saw it. The people saw it. 
And so the richest man in town saw him. I tell you, God knows how to give you favor. When your ways please God. When you give God what He wants, friend. He'll stop the moon and the sun just for you. I said He'll change the weather pattern just for you. He'll calm the troubled sea just for you. It's all in obedience. Paul told those people, Had you obeyed my voice, you wouldn't suffer this loss. If you'd obeyed what I told you, you wouldn't have that shipwreck. You got the shipwreck, you didn't need to go through that. I told you there was going to be a storm. Why didn't you believe me? When they took off, supposing they're taking their goal, and they go shipwreck and lost the ship. But God told them now, don't commit suicide. You will not lose your life. I'm on board. One more time. Let's turn this curse into a blessing. Let's turn this curse into a blessing. Hallelujah. They land on a, a land they call it barbaric. And the people there, hallelujah, wonder what's wrong with these guys. The God must be angry with them. Hallelujah. A snake jumped out and bit Paul. Let me tell you, a snake came, poisoned a Holy Ghost filled believer. If you walk in the light and see the light, you got to fall with him. And they can't hurt him. And they can't hurt you. And Paul shook him off in the fire. And they waited for him to die. He would not die. Can you see? Obedience does not kill people. Obedience don't destroy people. It's curse of sin that does it, my friend. And when they waited and saw nothing happen, they said, well, he must be an angel. I said, no. No, my friend, we're here because those guys disobeyed God. But I obeyed God. And, and so when they saw what Paul did, they brought the sick and God healed them. Hallelujah. God loves obedience. Satan was kicked out because he disobeyed. Hello? The curse came on this earth because Adam and Eve disobeyed. Do not bring the curse thing in your life. He said, Pastor, what's that? Disobedience. It will dispossess you. But think about the reverse. We were of Adam who had a curse on his life. But every one of us born again, we have reversed that curse. I said, we reversed that curse. We are blessed today as kings and priests and royal here with Jesus Christ. How could that be? Because somebody obeyed His voice. Hallelujah. And so the church didn't want those kind of people there. And a millionaire said, my friend who I was preaching for, so let me show this guy. He said, you, you would pass this guy and miss him. This guy is wealthy. God blessed him. He wants about all the, the, the homes where he lives are in this area right here. You could never tell because he's so ordinary. And he had a burden for lost people. And so God raised up a billionaire to build his church. Dead free. Buy the land. I mean, buy the land. It's not only you see for yourself. Build a church, the parking lot, and the man's not even saved. And the man's still not in the church. I want to tell you, church, the Bible know when Cyrus had a word from God, when Nehemiah, Amen, and Ezra began to live for God, God touched the heart of Cyrus and says, Obedience bring blessings. Obedience bring Amen gifts from God. 
prosperity comes, riches, honor, divine favor. And Cyrus, he said, going to build my temple at no charge. I want to tell you, honey, he gave all the tools and all the things they needed because the blessing is in obedience. I'm trying to tell you, ladies, keep the scissors out of your hair and you're going to have glory. I tell them, Asanda, I want to tell you, church, preach the apostles' doctrine and be steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and you will have revival. I'm trying to tell somebody, preach the manna, the old time message, and God will send manna from an high. I want to tell you, church, our God love obedience. It's filled with all kinds of people. Hallelujah. God built it. And let Pastor one with a finger to help him. Well, they sure didn't need his help. Because God always made a way. Ruth was a Moabite whose father disobeyed God and ended up in a cave. But the day when Ruth decided to obey God, she went from being a beggar to an owner of the field. There's blessing in the field for this church. Church, we don't have to betray truth. I'm telling you, church, we're going to grow. We're going to glow. We're going to flow. We're not going to be the tail. We're going to be the head. I want to tell you, honey, I told you this morning, everyone said, make Mary's too far. But when the blessing comes and starts, it will magnetize them. They're going to come and see like the Queen of Sheba. What is happening up north? I heard, I heard a rumor that God visited His people. Hallelujah! 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 34 years ago, I came here and I said, Lord, there's some things you made, you made a mistake about. Man, I said, God, forgive me. You, you sure missed it bad. I said to my wife, my God, the Lord make a fool out of me. 34 years later, everywhere I go, I was seeing what I thought would never happen. I'm seeing it. I thought, he knew and foreknew me and foreknowledge of what's going to happen and foreordained it. And all he had to do was obey him. If you walk in the light, as he is in the light, you can have fellowship with the Son of God. I'm trying to tell somebody, hallelujah, amen. I've heard people say they fasted for 25 days and 30 days and nothing happened. And some silly guy come back and read the scripture and all of a sudden, bad revival breaks out. I want to tell you, church, it's all in the obedience to the Word of God. Verse 3 said, And you kept the charge. If you want God to bless you, don't forget your brothers when you get blessed. Don't put your nose up in the air. You'll drown. So the rain come down and you drown, my friend. Hallelujah. Get that nose down. Hallelujah. And start blessing others around you. All the pastors who say, Well, well, you know, I got my own. No, you can get your own. Wrong spirit. That's not how it should be. Hallelujah. The boy gave his lunch. And the lunch touched all those people's lives. And when you open up your arms, the Reubenites, they said, look, 
We may have prophecy against us, but we sure can do something different and change that. And the Reubenites said, we will go and fight with you until you win your battle. When God is blessing you, don't you forget those who are left behind. You, you bless them also. Amen. You, you share your blessing with them. They may never thank you. They may never be appreciative of what you're doing. They may forget you like Joseph's friends forget him in the prison, all that stuff. But God never forget the obedience amen, that you have in your life. It will one day come up and God will call your name when everybody forgets you. When everybody thought you were gone, God can raise you up from the pits to the palace, from the forgotten to the well-known because you are Obeyed my voice. I'm going to bless Ruby Ann. I may never be a king, a prophet, or a priest. But I can sure be blessed of God. Because none of those kings and priests and prophets failed God. I said, man, they failed God. Most of them did. But it didn't say one time in the Bible. You can't find one time in the Bible Will the Reubenites ever failed God directly? They never did. And they never failed their brothers. They went and fought with them. I want to tell you, church, when the blessings start coming, Paul told one church, when you start getting blessed, don't forget those who are poor among you. You help them also. Boy, pretty quiet now. That's how you open up your arms to them. And you bless them. And you help them fight their battle. And I said they left their position. And they went over on the other side. And they fought for their brothers. And they fought for their sisters. Until they get their position. There's going to be some people in church that realize you have a need. And God's going to use them to bless you. Receive it. Amen. It's no handout. It's a blessing from God. Hallelujah. God put it in their heart to strive at you in prayer. God put it in their heart to open their gates to you because they have an abundance of supply. I'm trying to tell somebody. The Bible said there was David in distress. And Aruna said, David, take all that you want. Take all the sacrifice that you want. Take all the sheep that you want. And they said, oh no, thank you, but no thanks. But obedience is better than sacrifice. And David gave to God that which cost him something. I'm trying to tell you, this coming a day when God's going to bless your socks off and bless your shirt off. You know why? Because you were not selfish. You were not all tight-fisted. But you gave. And the more you gave is the more I give back. And the more you give is the more I give back. That was the spirit of Reuben. Reuben said, I'm going to fight for my brother. I'm going to fight for my sister. I'm going to fight till you get blessed. I'm going to keep on helping you until you get your possession. Like I've got mine. I'm trying to tell the church, you're going to have a blessing because God going to put in the heart of somebody to be a blessing to you. It's not because they're stupid and dumb. It's God put in their heart to be a blessing. What if the Syrophoenician woman was not? Amen. What if she was not obedient? Think about it. Obedience brought Naaman a brand new body. Hallelujah. That old woman down there in Syria, oh, her obedience kept her from starvation. Oh, hallelujah. 
What about a guy called Elisha? Obedience gave him a double portion. I want to tell you, friend, when you see saints walking around here, it's not their education. It's not their family tree. It's possible that the family didn't think much of them. But oh, they came into God. And they started obeying God. You realize that Ruth was doing what Naomi ran away from. Naomi ran away from the laws of the land. But Ruth said, I'm going there. And Boaz said, because. He said, because. Because. <laughs> I've heard what you did. And I heard what you longed for. You can have it all. God knows how to hook you with the right person when he, when you obey Him. Let's worship God. <laughs> I said, Hallelujah. Amen. He said, Now, I'm going to send you home better than you came. After you blessed your brother and sister in verse 4, He said, Now God's going to give you rest. Hallelujah. You've sweated enough, brother. You're in a, a rough time now. It's time for you to relax and enjoy the spoil of your blessing. So now I'm going to give you what I promised you. You can go home across Jordan on the other side. It's time to go home and put your foot up and relax. Brother Huntley just say, when you just come in church and you see a sin of God is being blessed financially, on any other level, before you end with them and criticize them, remember this, when you were wasting your life in sin, they were busy obeying God within when you were outside. And now you come in, don't expect to be like them equally the first time because they've gone through much trial and tribulation. But there must come a time when you can hang a sword up and enjoy the blessing of the Lord that make it rich. I said, Hallelujah. I know it's David about David. When he, when he blessed the Lord, he sent everybody home with a satisfied portion of blessing that took home. I'm going to take in this service this, tonight. Somebody can go home much blessed than ever before. I don't care what your shortcomings are. Amen. Stop finding fault with the things of God. Stop finding, stop be critical about God. Start obey Him. And said, I will go the distance. Whatever you want me to do, God, I'm going to do it all. And said, verse 4, it's time for rest. Hallelujah. Verse 4, go home and enjoy your blessing and your possession. Everybody that obeyed God will have possession. I lost you now. Everybody who obeyed God will have more than enough. When God give, it's pressed down, shaken down, running over, spilling over. The cup got blessed. The saucer got blessed. The ground got blessed. You know why? Because it pleases God. God's people never make bread. Never. Hallelujah. Miracles only happen when we are incapacitated. Hallelujah. And verse 4 said, You can go home, the promise is to be fulfilled. I'm talking about the Reubenites that everybody says curse. It's not true. You're not cursed, church. In verse 5, he said, Now go home and continue. Look at the phrase up. Please go there. 
You can walk in this you walk in his ways, you serve God with all your heart, there must be a return on your investment. Now, folks, you have to understand most preacher tells you that Reuben was never blessed. It's not true. I'm blowing that stack tonight. If you look in the Bible, in verse 6 and 7, God said, Go home, you are blessed. He blessed them. Now, who is he blessing, church? The Reubenites. Hallelujah. And they went to their own tent. It's the will of God that you own your own home. You may shock up for a while, but not forever. If you obey God, is there anything too hard for God? The thing that God said about Abraham, I know Abraham that he will teach your kids to obey my laws. Hello? Can anybody hear me? Have you ever felt like you were cursed? Like everything you touch go wrong? Well, the Rubenites was feeling that way. But they found out, just to be now, I'm going to obey Moses. I'm going to obey <laughs> Joshua. I'm going to obey God. And let's see what's going to happen for me. Now, verse, here where the blessing comes in now. In verse 8, he said, Now go home. Look, church, look at this. This is awesome. How many tribes you know in Israel have this pronounced on them? There's two and a half tribes. He speaks and said, Go home and return with much. Go home with much. Say it again. Go home with much. This could be the year you go home and got promoted. Now, these are the people that said could not be blessed. Can anybody hear me? When your ways please God. He pulls the purse string for you. When your ways please God, He'll touch the well of salvation for you. When your ways please God, He'll open the windows of heaven for you. When your ways please God, He'll make a way when there was no way. When you please God and God is pleased, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And whatsoever thou doest shall prosper. I believe that with all my heart. Oh my God, sit there if you want to. But I'm having a father of Jesus Christ. Go home and enjoy your riches. And I thought, Lord, who need titles? Who need programs? When I got riches. Most rich people don't even accept political positions. Hello? He said, go home to your riches, verse 8. Go home to your abundance of cattle. Go home to your, oh, come on now. A lot of silver. A lot of gold. A lot of brass. A lot of iron. I thought you were cursed. If that's cursed, then curse me also. Go ahead, curse me with silver. Curse me with gold. Curse me with cattle. I'll take it all. Am I the only one? Well, you're, it's your pro- if you want to hang around Skid Row, that's your problem. But honey, I'm going up. 
up, 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 And verse 8, much raiment and possession of land. I could hear Reuben said, if Jacob could see me now. Woo! Come on, cut that to God. If Jacob could see me now. What would Jacob see? I am not cursed. God reversed it. And verse 9, and they possess land. Hallelujah. Why? Because they kept the word of the Lord. Prosperity don't come from the east or the west or the north or the south. You can work till your fingers falls off, honey. And if God don't blow on it, my friend, and bless you, your purse is going to have a hole in it. Amen. And your house going to turn brass, my friend. But when your ways please God, that's why you can have riches, cattle, silver, gold, brass, iron, and much raiment but you can put on. You know, I can understand why people were excited. He said they were, they possessed according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. It was just your father that cursed you. It wasn't God. It was your husband that cursed you, not God. It was your kids that cursed you, not God. Don't you be worried by the, the game shares, my friend. Say to yourself, isn't there a word from the Lord? And the Lord said, tell you, obedience is almost more profitable than sacrifice. Now, church, it didn't stop there for, I don't even want to go home, but simply for a minute here. Did you know that God blessed the Rubenites? In such a way, when I look in the Bible, that they were blessed, not only with all those things, but did you know, in Revelation, guess whose name is written down there? Their name is written in the book of Revelation. How is it written? It says in Revelation that their future name was there in chapter 7. Turn there, please. Revelation chapter 7. You're going to find the name of Reuben. Who first got mentioned? Judah and then Reuben. Oh! 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 You thought if you're cursed, your name would be blotted out. Then name is blotted out. Hello? Don't worry, honey, if you're last in the crowd. When God changed the direction of the crowd, you'd be first. Guess whose name is mentioned in Revelation? Reuben! God! Seal! Twelve thousand Reubenites! Lift out the Gadites. 
I mean the I mean the Ephraimites and the Danites. And here is Reuben. I thought you should excel. Well, honey, in Genesis God cursed the devil. In Revelation he fulfilled it. In Genesis they cursed Reuben. And in Revelation, God reversed it. You guys can't hear this. Lord, help these people understand what I'm talking about. Did you know princes was in Reuben? In First Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 6, there were princes in Reuben. Do you know captains were among the Reubenites? In chapter 11 and verse 42, there were captains. Did you know there were rulers among the... Le- Come on, now, the Reubenites in chapter 27 and verse 16. I'm trying to tell you, there's hope for you, honey. I don't care what you teach. You know, we got some teachers today. We got some teachers today. Let's all stand. We got some teachers. Thomas, look at me, Thomas. There's some teachers today. They'll give you a report card and write you off and say you don't worth a flip and they'll count you in. But, honey. My brother, my brother, little brother, he was in England, and they didn't teach him much in England. When he came to Canada, they put him in a recharter school. And, and the teacher told him, in a recharter school, one guy told him, said, look, there's no hope for you. You might as well just quit and go to the bakery. As if being a baker is a bad trade. Really, cooking a baker is not a bad trade at all. In fact, to be a cook, it's a high-class job. A good cook, a good chef, is a very in, is like a captain on a ship. I don't care who the captain of the ship, friend. If the cook ain't no good, that ship ain't gonna go nowhere. <laughs> it's going nowhere because nobody can go on it, right? What attract people is not the captain, it's the cook. You heard me? What are you talking, boy? You might as well quit. There's no hope for you. I'm not lying. I told him that. My brother came and told me, little kid, that's taller than I am. What they told him. And I got mad. Now I told the teacher, that's not your place to tell my brother that. You can't tell him there's no hope. So my dad hold my brother to the, to, the, to the table. He had to study. My brother wrote an article on his own and the Says you didn't write that, you copied that. And we watched my brother did that work. So we realized this guy don't mean my brother any good. Make a long story short, he told my brother, There's no hope for you in hell. My brother went to the University of Alberta and graduated with a Bachelor of Commerce. And then guess who he saw? One day walking down the street with Mr. So and so. He said, Mr. So-and-so, guess what? I graduated from Alberta University, so you know my degree is accredited. It was not given to me. I, I earned it. And I'm working for this huge able lawyer company downtown here. What do you say about that? Wrong again. I'm trying to tell somebody, people are wrong about us. We Pentecostals are not dropouts. We're not some wayside believers. We're the king's choice. We're sealed. Amen. Contrary to the world's belief. Hey, come on, somebody. God is talking to somebody in this church. You can reverse the curse. 
Be obedient to God and watch yourself float to the top. Well, my brother blew that guy away. Blew him away. I want to tell you, friend, a lot of people, they never told them, you can't live this life. It's not for you. You can't make it. The devil is a liar. And then the story don't stop there, folks. So now we preachers missed it. In Revelation, the Bible says, and that in the 12th chapter, let's go there, please. In Revelation, I found that the names of the gates have the 12 tribes. Come on, see, let's come up here, please. I watched United States politics. When I don't care what you think about this guy called Obama. I was watching it all. I watched it. I don't know how many hands rose up. I don't know how many dirty bombs they threw at him. They threw everything they could at him. And all he said was, yes, we can. The most haunting statement I ever heard in the States. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And when the odds were piled up, friend, if the heavens rule, nobody can overrule it. Hallelujah. And I feel somebody right now, you feel like you're cursed. You feel like everything you touch is cursed. Don't forget, Joseph went through all that. If you were in Joe, you felt like you're cursed too. You know, it was not his idea to wear that beautiful garment. It was his dad's idea. And all that did was invite problems for him. Hello? He didn't ask his dad to love him above the rest. And yet he suffered the consequences of all that. And they lied, 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 lied. He felt cursed. He did. But never disobeyed God. Not one time. Did you know they named the gates with Reuben's name on it? Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to shock you now. My adopted grandmother thought there's no hope for me. In fact, my parents, my, I grew up with my, them for a little while, and then they said, You're going to England, you're not staying here. Otherwise, your corpse is going to be going to England. <laughs> Dead boy. But they always give me the impression you are not going to go anywhere. Just my brother going to rise, not me. That's what they believe. But somebody forgot to tell Jesus what they're thinking. Jesus picked up that old bloody pen and wrote my name in red. It says, Excel. 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 The highest exultion of the Bible is to have your name written on that gates. On that city. I wonder how does Jacob feel about that now? When he sit down in the kingdom of God and see the name of Reuben in high prominence. I want to ask you, what will your friends and your family say when God begins to pull you up out of your pit and put you in the palace? 
my wife knows true. When God began to bless our church from zero to where we were, they said, He must be selling drugs. So I went to TCI and I found out, I'm, no, not to, but Cayman's Island. I find I'm not the only one they thought that of. They bugged the preacher's phone. And they figure he got to be selling drugs because he's he, he just a baker. And we don't want no baker around here preaching God Jesus to us. Get out of here. Almost 99 times they threw him out. And the last time God did something very unusual. Hallelujah. God let him meet the daughter or the, or, or the niece of the president of the country who nobody could release from drugs. And she walked that little group of people by the seaside. Hallelujah. And he lay hands on her. And what all the ADAX couldn't do for her, she instantly, she's in the church still, instantly changed. That president walked in the parliament and told him, You leave that man alone. He did for me what you guys could not do. Give him citizenship now. You should see the church they built on the land in the swamp that they took over. God turned a swamp into a solid ground. I kid you not. The world can't curse us. It said, curse is everyone who hang on a tree. And they curse Jesus. But wait till he comes a second time. King of kings, Lord of all, he's not cursed. He reversed the curse into a blessing. Is there somebody here? Well, you can't make me doubt it. You can't make me doubt it. You can't make me doubt it. In my soul. You can't make me doubt it. Oh, I know too much. I can't live without it. In my soul. Well, you can't make me doubt it. You can't make me doubt it. In my soul. I'm going to shock you now. I know God talked to my heart. I said, Brother Neil, everything you dream is going to happen, but I want to see if you're going to obey my voice. Will you obey my voice? Hallelujah. Because the blessing is in the obedience. I've seen men cut corners, mess around with the doctrine, try to attract it like, you know, like, Guys in the Bible like Manasseh did and a whole lot a guy Ahaz did and Aubrey was curses. Amen. I don't want to reverse a blessing into a curse. But I want to turn a curse into a blessing. You can't make me doubt it. You can't make me doubt it. You can't make me doubt it. Oh, I know too much about it. Oh, I can't 
eyes closed right now the best part of it of sermon is right now somebody here is feeling like they're Reubenites somebody told you you'll never excel you'll never amount to anything you don't have what it takes your future is not bright you'll always be second rate second class you'll always be in the back of the class back of the line if God talked to you tonight, here's one more time to come to this altar. I said, God, you spoke to my heart tonight. And I'm going home feeling, hallelujah, my speech impediment won't stop me from seeing Pharaoh. I think you're talking to me tonight, God. Thank you for talking to me tonight. Maybe I talked to the wall tonight. But God's talking to somebody and say, you're not inferior. You're not a reject. Come on, somebody. Your future is in your obedience to the Word of God. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy with Jesus. But to trust and obey, trust and obey, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust, trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy with Jesus is to trust and trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy. Jesus, but to trust. I heard this. It shocked me. This guy. He, he failed God so miserably, when the world and came back dying from AIDS. He called for the preacher. He said, "Preacher, I failed God, and this curse is on my life." I'm dying. You think God will forgive me? Hallelujah. You know what God did? Fill him with the Holy Ghost. 
undeniable reception. God turned a curse into a blessing. As long as Naaman obeyed what Elisha told him, his blessing was guaranteed. And the servant says, Sir, you're a great man, but this time it's not greatness God needs. It's not your sacrifice. It's just your simple obedience. Not with your sword. Not with your might. Just dip seven times and receive the blessing. One, two, three, four. Somebody here, I'm talking to you. God want to reverse situation in your life. You're tempted to go the wrong direction. Don't go that direction. It will bring curse on your life and prolong it. Stay in the truth. The blessing is in obedience. Seventh time, he came back up out of the water. Lord, we thank you right now. We are standing one more time. The world thinks we're wasting our time. But Lord, we come. We want to reverse the situations in our lives. Satan meant evil. But God, you turn to good. And I believe, God, that Joseph thought he was cursed. After all this has been through. But he never lost contact with you. And there come a day, God, when you reverse the curse of his brethren. The curse of the lies that were brought against him. And he stepped into a bigger future. He never planned for. Somebody in this meeting right now need to make that decision to give their life to God. And if they will repent of their sins, I believe God could work a miracle in their lives. Hallelujah. Sir, look at me. Nobody look at your eyes closed. You look at me, sir. Hello. You know God told me today? You should be in a place to replace that. But the Holy Ghost told me today. God set us up to step right into the supernatural of fatherhood. Hallelujah. I stepped right into my father's shoes. All the blessings I have came from his shoes. That's all I did. I stepped right into his shoes. So you don't have nobody's shoes step in but your own. You're the first one God called. But I'm telling you, friend, when you leave your shoe behind, somebody else step in your shoe. Hallelujah. Who is God talking to tonight? Your time has come. The King is calling for you. Calling for you and for me. Step out into God's blessing. To God's blessing. Brother Matthew, I need you done this before. I want you to pray tonight for all of us. Try it. Pray.
Let's say in Jesus' name. Let's clap into the Lord. Clap into the Lord. Your future is bright. Your future is right. Come on, church. Believe it. Nobody can curse you. Nobody can. Hallelujah. And also, we've got a birthday to celebrate right now. Hallelujah. In the year 1865, it was say a man child was born. His name was Chambers. Happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you. May you feel the best day ever.